You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Take your Bibles, please. Go to Psalm 63. Psalm 63. As you're turning there, I just want to say publicly, Pastor, thank you so much for the opportunity to preach. I don't take it lightly, and uh, I'm excited to preach tonight, but I'm always, as always, a little nervous, and uh, so you pray for me. And I also want to say publicly to our church family, once again, not wanting to sound like a broken record, thank you so much for your faithfulness during these last several weeks, and not trying to sound funny or anything, but it probably was just a little bit different having church the last 13 weeks, and uh, we went from those three online services and uh, it might have been easy just to maybe turn on the phone or the computer or the TV and sit on the couch, but it wasn't easy probably to pay attention and be faithful to that and to worship together, listen to the, the music, sing along. And uh, some people don't even sing in church, but you were singing at your home, joining with us, and we thank you for that. And then we went to the drive-in services, and that was interesting. And, uh, and so I'm thankful for uh, the faithfulness to that and uh, the good weather that we had for all those weeks. And I was a little bit nervous about it raining on the equipment out there. I was in the radio room, so I would have been fine, and you would have been in your cars, you would have been fine, but Pastor would have been, I almost wanted it to rain just to see what he would have done uh, preaching up there, uh, but I'm just joking. And then uh, we had our tent services, but you think about all the good weather we've had so many weeks in a row, and that's only because of God, and uh, what a great time it's been. But I'm thankful to be back in church, uh, and I know we've been meeting uh, in the building the last couple of Wednesdays, and we've been having church every single week, uh, but there's nothing like being in church. And uh, pastors already alluded to it, but many decisions have been made, many families have been helped, many... Uh, marriages and, and, and the children. I think about just the children's ministries. And my, my daughter, when we started the, the Sunday school back up, she said so many times uh, on her own, she said, I'm so excited for Sunday school. Yeah. And I'm so thankful that we have that for our children. Yeah. Um, Psalm 63, before I get into the, the text tonight, I want to just ask, how many of you have a TV in your home? Raise your hand. Pastor's raising your, his hand, so it's okay to raise your hand too. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, it's just, you can put your hands down now, but the, um, the TV lately has just been, I mean, it's always been a little bit of annoying, the commercials, and we fast forward the commercials, but there was a couple that snuck on while I was watching these last several months, and uh, I cannot believe, uh, how many of you have seen these where the, it's like the, the toilet paper company, they're saying, we're working around the clock to make toilet paper for you during these difficult times, and uh, man, it's just, it, to me, I'm sorry, I've got to get a little flesh out of here before I get to preaching, but that was annoying. And I start to think, what have you been doing uh, for, uh, you know, so now you're starting to do it. And uh, then you go to the stores, right, when it was all taking place and all the clean supplies and uh, the, the soap and the hand, hand sanitizer was missing. And I know we've alluded to it before, but what were y'all doing before uh, this all took place? But then I got extremely worried when the toilet paper disappeared and everybody started buying toilet paper. I'm thinking, what were you doing before all this took place? Uh, but I'll leave that up to your imagination. But... Uh, but it's been interesting to say the least, but I'm thankful to be in church tonight, and uh, I will try to get started here before I make a mess of anything else tonight. But uh, thankful that the, the, the stay-at-home order has been lifted. I saw this when it all was started, uh, took place, that uh, some of my three favorite things to do was eating out, shaking hands, and I guess touching my face. Those were the th I don't know, those things I like to do, but you can't do, couldn't do those things anymore. 
And uh, someone tell my wife that the stay-at-home order has been lifted, so I don't need to do any home projects. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, these Pinterest projects for under $30, under an hour, have been more than $30, more than an hour. And maybe it's because of me, the one that's doing it. Uh, but also, this quarantine has been not good for me for gaining some weight. I don't know if anybody else has done that. And so my wife has uh, graciously has come up with some ideas for a diet. And uh, I did not do them because one of them, I believe, was for breakfast. You could look at picture, pictures of food. Uh, that was for breakfast. At lunch was uh, you could smell some food. And then dinner was you can lick some food. And uh, so I did not do that diet. Uh, I would not be standing here today if it was for that. Uh, but you pray for me. I think she's trying to get me back to my original weight, which is eight pounds, six ounces. So you pray for me. <laughs> Uh, as we go through that together. Psalm 63 in your Bible, please. Let's stand together if you're able to. Psalm 63, and uh, we'll read some verses here tonight. And uh, like I said, we'll try to get started before this turns into a mess. Psalm 63. I know it's not Sunday night, but I can't help but think about this psalm, and it's been so dear to me in these last several months. And we'll just read the first few verses of this. The Bible says in Psalm 63, verse 1, it's a psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Judah, says, O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary, because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied. Uh, as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall, be pr uh, shall praise thee with joyful lips. Look at verse 6. It says this, When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches, verse 7, because thou hast been my help. Therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. My soul followeth hard after thee. My, thy right hand upholdeth me. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, tonight I pray that you just bless these few moments tonight in your word. Lord, I pray that maybe something that's said tonight from your word uh, would be a challenge, would be a help, uh, would be a blessing to someone tonight. Lord, I pray you'd hide me behind the cross. We ask the things in your name. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. I won't be very long tonight. Don't say amen right there. But uh, for several reasons, I don't really have a fancy outline. I've actually struggled with this thought tonight uh, because it's been on my mind, in my heart for so long. And I think probably uh, this thought has been in my mind for a couple years. He said, Caleb, it takes you that long to come up with a thought. Yes, it does. Uh, but I don't have a fancy outline. I don't really have a lot of text to turn to. We're just going to stay right here in Psalm 63. And I don't want you to fall asleep tonight. Amen. You're in AC on the padded pew. And uh, I don't know about you, but I'm thankful I don't see anybody with sunglasses on tonight. Uh, Brother Daughtry's not wearing them up there. And uh, there's a couple times some jokes were said, and he was not laughing. So I was curious to see if he was awake or if he was asleep, or he just didn't get the joke. I don't know. But uh, I don't want to put anybody to sleep tonight. But I want to share something that God's laid on my heart. And, uh, you know, before things, uh, I was used to doing some things. I had a schedule, uh, like many of you, but some of those things have been a little bit different lately. My normal schedule and routine has been changed without my control. And I don't want to, uh, I don't want to uh, upset anybody tonight. I, I don't want to frustrate or discourage anybody. But I think about just how the condition that our world is in right now. I think Psalm 63, My God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee, in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Does that sound familiar to anybody? 
I believe right now we're in a dry and thirsty land, the condition of our country. Now we know where the water is, we know who the water is, and we need to share that. But I believe that we're beginning to fully experience generation that was influenced and raised in our public schools that had uh, the Bible removed, that had God removed, and had prayer removed. And a lot of those are becoming leaders of our country, uh, becoming politicians, become, and, and are influencing our nation. And don't get me wrong, I'm not against the public schools, but uh, the, the, the fact that they removed all that out, and now we're wondering what's wrong. We need to get back to God, we need to get back to prayer, we need to get back to, uh, to putting that back into our schools. I believe that we're having our eyes open to see the condition of our country, our homes, our families, and our churches during these times. I believe the world is being affected by this, and we have the opportunity to turn to God, and I believe many will, but then when everything goes back to normal, we'll see what, how it's going to go. And I don't want, again, I don't want to be discouraging, but I remember, I, I'm not that old, but I'm old enough to remember 9-11, and I remember when that took place, I was in third grade. And I was in my catechism class in Huntsville, Alabama, going to a Christian school. And I remember that we got news that a plane had hit the, uh, the World Trade Center. I had no idea what those buildings were in third grade. But we went back to our, ne we went to our next class, which was history class, and there was a TV in that room already, and they tuned it to the local station there on the news that was covering the story. And I remember seeing that second plane hit the tower. And again, I had no idea that uh, we were under uh, what, what was we were under attack. I just knew that something wrong, something bad was happening. Yeah. I remember seeing my teacher begin to weep. And I remember during those times uh, after that, uh, I at that time I was really big into baseball with my dad. And I remember that the sports and everything was put on hold for a little bit. They took some time, but then when they started to start the baseball games back up, I remember that players would kneel in honor for the flag. Imagine that, uh, kneeling for the flag in honor and respect for the flag, for our country, praying before the games. And I remember that uh, many that would hit a home run would grab an American flag and they'd run around the bases. And I remember that just everywhere you go, people were talking about how, uh, you know, about God and we need to pray for our country. But then soon after that, everything went back to normal. Everybody was okay, didn't need God anymore. I remember a couple years ago, I was working at Walmart and uh, we were t somebody was bringing that up, talking about 9-11. And they said they couldn't believe all that was happening. And they said, right after that, man, my family was in church like you wouldn't believe. And then I just simply asked, were you guys still going to church? Well, every once in a while. And I don't want to point fingers. I'm thankful for anybody that comes to church, whether it's once a year, if it's every week. Uh, I hope that you'd come more than that. And I know that I'm, I'm preaching to the choir tonight. But I, I, over, and I can't think of anybody in this church. And I, honestly, as uh, these last three months, I feel like I've been robbed because I was just getting to know your names and your faces. And then we went back to these, uh, we went, and so I have to like restart. So if I have to ask your name again, I'm, I'm sorry. But I've been in some churches. I'm not thinking of anybody uh, in here tonight or in our church. And again, I'm, I'm grateful for any time somebody would come to church. But I remember that, uh, especially filling in as a youth pastor, being a youth pastor, that there was some families that when everything was going okay, when sports was, when sports was in session and, and the jobs were, were good and the health was good and, and grandma and grandpa were okay, they were nowhere to be found. And again, I'm not here to judge anybody or anything like that, but I remember when things started to go wrong and all of a sudden the job wasn't, or the business wasn't doing well or grandma and grandpa weren't doing so well, they were there Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night and Wednesday night. And I understand that schedules are, are busy, that you sometimes with some of our work you, you can't be here, I understand that. But I remember uh, just in the times, uh, Pastor, even just with, with being with your dad there for a little bit, working underneath him, that when someone would come in and says, I want counsel, I, want, I, want, I need some help in this, and he was very, uh, very glad to do that. But I remember him telling me, and I wasn't in those meetings, it says one of the things that I always tell people is if you can, 
come Sunday morning, Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, and that'll help you. And there's some good counsel that you can get. And uh, so if you're, if you're here tonight, and, uh, and I, or listening online, I should say, you know, it's so, so important to be inside of church. And we've, we've experienced the last 13 weeks, uh, not necessarily in a church building, although I'm thankful for this building, but gathering together, hearing the Word of God preached. And, uh, sh- and really, these last several weeks, we've shown, hopefully, our families how important church is to us. When it's not very convenient to meet together, I hope that we have shown, I hope that we have proved, I hope that we have experienced that it is important to us. I have in my Bible this 3 by 5 card that I've had in here for a couple years. And uh, this is a bunch of, I don't know if I could read all this, but I wrote at the top, I put, what in the world is going on? I don't know if you have that phrase, but growing up, that was probably what my mom and dad walked, uh, said when they walked in the room and I was in the room. What in the world is going on? But I wrote these words, what in the world is going on, right after that Las Vegas shooting a couple years ago. I don't know if anybody remembers that. And I remember thinking, why in the world is this all happening? Why all the suffering? Why all the hate? Why all the pain? And then I started to think about how there's a lot of that here in the Bible. You go back to just Cain and Abel. Uh, Cain killed Abel uh, because of hatred, because of jealousy. And he hated him. He murdered him. What's the difference now? Well, because there's so many more people and a lot more angry people, there's some things happening. But something can happen on the other side of the world, and within minutes, we know about it. And the news loves to focus on the negativity. They don't want to put the positive out there because that stuff doesn't sell. They want to put the negativity out there. Why all this suffering? You know, we're living in a day where God calls evil, man calls right. And what man calls right, God calls evil. I don't know about you, but I wrote this words too that I remember, and I don't think there's anything wrong with remembering how God has helped us through things. It was talking about how God has been my help and God will continue to be my help here in Psalm 63. But I'm tired of hearing about the good old days. And I hear people say, man, we used to have revival. We used to have more in our churches. We used to have more out sowing. We used to have more doing this. I'm tired of hearing about that. And uh, maybe we are, maybe it is different today. Maybe we don't have uh, as much people as we did years ago, but I don't want to hear about that. I want to hear about from my family how much more church, how much more sowing my family that we're going to experience, how much more Bible that we're going to have in our family, how much more revival that we could see in our churches. I'm tired of hearing about the good old days. I think it's something about time for some of us just to stop focusing on what used to be, start focusing on what can be and what God will do. And uh, you've heard the phrase, the only way that evil can triumph is that good men do nothing. And I wrote down a verse here, a reference, Romans 12, 21. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, and every failure is a prayer failure. Pastor just alluded to it, and I'm thankful for our prayer page, thankful for our prayer line, and I encourage you, if you're not part of that, to just join that, because it gets to uh, keep up to date with things that are happening. And uh, he says about every single time, if I'm not mistaken, to pray for our country, and he said it tonight. And I get so upset when I start to look around things that are happening about our country, but if I'm not praying about it, I have no reason to be upset because I'm not, I'm not trying to help in any situation. I, I get frustrated when I find people, and I don't mean to go on this rant here, but people that say, man, I'm so frustrated about our politicians, or I'm so upset about our president, all this, and you find out that they don't even vote because they said they're just, they don't even want to vote. I said, then you have no say. You're not allowed to say anything if you don't vote. And uh, there's a little plug in there. Make sure you get registered to vote in the upcoming elections. But I, I can't help but think about that Willy Wonka slogan, what will they think of next? You know, they're always coming out with something that's negative always on the news. They're always coming up with these, these, these things that get your focus off of Christ. And uh, I just think to myself, man, that is so much to be frustrated and upset about. Now, again, like I said, I don't want to upset anybody, and I probably just did. But I just wanted to just 
uh, give a little bit of my heart tonight. Of, I get so frustrated when I start to look about things around me, but then I forget that my focus is taken off of what Psalm 63.1 says, My God, Thou art my God. Early will I seek Thee. I think of the verse, uh, verse number 6, When I remember Thee upon my bed and meditate on Thee in the night, because Thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of Thy wings will I rejoice. Uh, I'm normally a pretty good sleeper, but lately I've been tossing and turning just because I'm broken over uh, what's happening in our country. And uh, the first thing I can think uh, when I wake up normally is I want to go back to sleep is the first thing I think about. But I got to remember that when I'm meditating on, uh, in, in the night, that more than just trying to get back to sleep, which that's important, but I need to remember, why am I up? Well, I need to pray. I need to pray for my country. I need to pray for my family. And, and there's a reason. I remember so many times growing up, my parents says, hey, when you get woken up in the middle of the night or you can't go to sleep, just start praying. So God's got you up for a reason. We need to pray for our country. We need to pray for our church. We need to pray for our families. I struggled so much in preparation for this. Again, like I said, because I don't really have an outline. I really just have four words tonight that I want to share with you. And if I could just give this, uh, this illustration, this, this personal experience that I had, and then get into the message. Uh, during our first year of marriage, and I look back at it now, and uh, there were some things that happened in our first year of marriage that we were not planning that would happen. As a matter of fact, we've been married five years. There's been something every year that we weren't planning that was going to happen. And, uh, but there were some things that outside of our control that were very frustrating that happened during our first year. I also look back at our first year, Pastor, and I think we had no kids. What did we do with all of our extra time? I have no idea. I thought we were busy during that first year, uh, but oh my goodness. What will they think of next? Anyways, but um, our first year of marriage, there's some things that happened that I wouldn't have chose to happen. I'm grateful that they happen now. I believe that they helped us. I know that they helped us. But there was, uh, I remember during that time, uh, Pastor, as I was there with your dad there at First Baptist Geneseo, that I would go in I, I, we'd, on Saturdays, right? The tradition was to go have homemade pizza that your mom would make at her house. So we'd go because we're good Baptists, and we'd go and we'd have that homemade pizza. But after that, I remember my pastor uh, my father-in-law would retreat back to his back room, and he'd go get uh, preparation for Sunday. And, uh, of course, I had to be annoying, and I'd go knock on his door while he was studying to go talk to him. But I remember knocking on his door, and I would say, Pastor, you got a minute. And uh, he said, sure, come on in. Normally, when I said you got a minute, it normally turns into an hour. Uh, but I said, Pastor, I just want to talk with you. And I would say to him, I'm just, I'm just so frustrated with some things that are happening, some things that aren't happening, some things that I thought would happen but aren't happening. And, uh, and he would just listen. Uh, and try to make sense of what I was saying, kind of like what you're doing right now, trying to make sense of what I'm saying. <laughs> but you know what? He would always end this conversation, Pastor, and I'm sure you've heard this before, and I've heard you say uh, something just like this. Caleb, we need to love God, and we need to love people. And he kept saying that. Every time I'd get frustrated, Caleb, we need to love God, and we need to love people. Amen. Now, I knew that, and I knew that I should do that. But if you're anything like me, which I hope you're not, but I forgot to do that and I would stop doing that. And so tonight, really, the this, this simple thought tonight, what in the world is going on, is we need to love God, and we need to love people. Yeah, and if we love God and we love people, and if we love God when all this is happening around us, we love God like we should, and which honestly, if we're all honest tonight, we don't love God like we should, and I need to work on that more than anybody in this room tonight, and I'm not just saying that. The last person needs to be saying, I need to love God like I should, and more, I need to love God. But if we were to love God like we should, the things that are happening around us, as the song we sing tonight, this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. And now I want to love God like I should because the things that are happening around me get my focus off of God. And I start to, to dwell on those things. And again, I'm not saying to turn a blind eye. I'm not saying to be uh, kept up to date with what's happening. 
but I want to make sure that my focus is on God. It's not getting taken, my focus is not getting taken off of God because of things that are happening around me. My God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. How we love God in that verse right there. Seek him early. Seek him early. I don't know if there's anybody in here tonight. I don't know if there's anybody on the way of uh, the internet or the radio, but I would want to challenge you that in life, whether it's salvation, everything that you do, seek him early. I've talked to many people that have been saved a lot longer than I've been alive, and I just simply ask, hey, what are some things that you can help me with? And, and to, you know, something, maybe some regrets or some, some things that you can help me uh, in, in my ministry. And they say, okay, well, really, the biggest regret that I have is I didn't uh, follow Christ early on in life. Or I didn't, I didn't seek God in this situation early enough. And I'm just like that. When something goes wrong, and i got to figure this out. What, what, what's, what's happening there? And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, duh, I need to pray. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know about you, but someone just said this recently about misplacing items. I misplace items all the time. I'm thankful that my phone, I can call it uh, from another phone to find it. Uh, I need to maybe get a, a call, uh, some kind of ringer on my wallet. But I'm not worried when I lose my wallet because I don't have anything in there. Uh, so... <laughs> Because uh, all those Pinterest projects, uh, projects for $35. No, I'm just joking. But, but seek Him early in life in our situations and, and decisions. Uh, how to love God. Seek Him early. How to love God. Read His Word continually. Read His Word continually. Uh, again, I've already said, but the first thing when I wake up in the morning is not, it should be, sometimes it is, but if I'm honest, it's not the first thing I think about, let me go read my Bible. Because it's a daily struggle to have to... Uh, kill my flesh, and to say, I'm going to read my Bible because I want to hear what God has for me today. Read His Word continually. Say, I don't understand it. Uh, and I, I talk to a lot of the bus children, the bus parents, I don't understand all that's in there. You know what I say to them? Guess what? I don't understand it all either. Uh, but the more I read it, the more I'm understanding it. And so I just want to encourage us and to challenge us to continue to read His Word. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. I wonder how much Bible is in us today. I, I, this challenge was a, a little while ago. Someone had mentioned to me, and they said, Caleb, if you were to get someone was to break in and take your Bible away from you, you can never have it again, how much Bible would you still have? And that has challenged me to say, man, I need to memorize more Scripture. I need to get more Bible in me. Uh, and as we resist the devil, he will flee from us. How much Bible is in us? See what God has for it each day. Seek Him early. Read His Word continually. How to love God. Surrender completely. Surrender completely. During this time, uh, uh, we've, we've said it again, but it's, it's, it's interesting to see how people panic and people get uh, you know, very worried. And I tell you what, I'm there sometimes, but I'm so thankful that I have his promises and word. I know no matter what happens to me down here, I have a home in heaven, nothing to worry about. And, uh, but I, too, uh, pastors, we mentioned uh, recently as well, and even on the Monday broadcast on the radio, or right before the, the radio, we're talking about how you know, it's been great how God has been so good to us especially uh, as of late, but I still doubt him because it's my flesh. I still worry about things, and I'm reminded constantly to just give those things over to the Lord. I'm not in control to surrender completely. He knows what I need more than I do. He knows the very best, wants the very best for me, and uh, I, I'm understanding this more and more, but our, our daughter, she's four years old, uh, Reagan, and she and I, I bet my parents had the same conversation with me. I don't remember it, but I'm sure uh, I know Reagan gets her <laughs> tactics from me uh, because I was probably the worst son. I was the only son for my parents. But anyways, um, I, I explained to her, you know, when she asked for something, uh, you know, it was, it was so hard. It was, it was a learning process to teach the word please. Then once they get that down, and then you're confusing them when they say please and you have to say no. Like, wait a minute, I said please. Doesn't that mean I should get it? 
And uh, that's the same thing with me when I pray to God and I ask him, please, and the answer to him is no, I get upset. I get frustrated. I say, why is this, why is this not what I think that I want? And I try to explain to my daughter, Reagan, you know, I had this conversation, I sat her down, and again, she's a lot like me, so it went in one ear, out the other ear. But I said, listen, mom and dad want the very best for you. We don't want you to be miserable. And uh, I'll just share a little story with you. This last week, um, she was not wanting to eat the food that my wife had prepared, and that was the time that we were allowed to lick the food that time. Uh, but she, uh, weren't allowed, uh, she, did, she didn't like the food, and so she said it was yuck, I don't want it. And I said, okay, well, let's go have a talk. And if you know what I mean, you know what I mean. Uh, so we took her up to her room, and I talked to her, and I said, listen, you, you, I, I don't, you know, even if you don't like it, try to eat it. Uh, try to eat it, eat as much as you can. Just listen, I want you to, and it really wasn't the fact that I wanted her to eat the food, I just wanted her to listen, wanted her to obey. So we got back down, and I thought, man, she got it. She understood it. Put her at the table, and she says, this is yuck. So I finally said, okay, here we go. I said, Reagan, someday, when you're a mommy, and you have babies, and you make them food, and they say yuck, it's gonna hurt your feelings. And without skipping a beat, she looked at me dead in the eyes, and she said, when I'm a mommy, I'll be a good mommy, and I'll just give them candy. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. And uh, so anyways, you pray for us. I, I hope the Lord comes back before she turns 13, honestly. Uh, but anyways, you pray for us. That's what we deal with on a daily basis. That's just one of the, one of the things. But my Lord knows what I need more than I do, and he wants the very best for me. I need to love God. Secondly tonight, love people. Love people. And uh, it's been a little bit put on hold, but I'm thankful for uh, the way of the internet. We can share things, and uh, we can also uh, hand out these cards that we've been doing recently for the online services. But to love people, we need to witness compassionately. Witness compassionately. The Bible said that I follow hard after thee. And you've got to live life on purpose. You've got to live, you've got to have a mission, have a goal. And uh, I just think about the, the many people, as we heard tonight, just on that, the way for the missionaries video, how many people that don't know Christ. Yeah. And you say, man, I, I want to go across, I want to go on a missions trip, I want to I I, I go do that. Well, let's work on right around us. Yeah. Let's work on our neighbors. Let's work on those that are down the street. Let's work on our coworkers. Let's yeah. witness compassionately. Can I just say that uh, I, I believe I had, more, I had more people come into church as far as inviting them when I wasn't an assistant pastor. And what I mean by that is because I had more opportunities to be in the secular world and be able to be a witness. Can I tell you what? Uh, the, the, what helped me the most working secular jobs was learn how to keep my mouth shut. And uh, that just helped me. Just, the things that they would talk about, and I'm not talking about wicked things, but just their, their, their ideas. And it's just like, man, that's, that makes no sense. Kind of like probably what I'm doing right now. But I, I remember as I was being able to, they would be able to see the way that I react to things. And again, it's very, for me, it was easier to be a witness in a place like that because, I was, man, I'm the only Christian here. I'm the only Bible that some of them might be able to, to read. Uh, and I, I remember many times just trying to have a good attitude. And I had this guy one time, he told me, he says, Caleb, and this might shock some of you, uh, because I know several weeks ago I did a, a Facebook devotion on how to be happy. And I think I might have smirked one time in that video. Uh, I just have that normal face, like I look like I'm mad. I promise I'm not mad. I'm just trying to think. That's why my face looks like this. Um, but I remember one said, you're always happy. You never have a negative word. I don't like you. And that's what they said to me, and I said, well, thank you. Um, but I, I, I remember many times just everything was always negative. You're coming to work, how's it going? And they, don't ask that question. Like, you didn't even want to ask that question because you got in a conversation. It was like, man, I, I just wanted you to say good like everybody else does and just move on. Um, but we need to love people, witness compassionately. 
But what I'm saying is those that we are in the workplace, they're watching us. They're watching us. And what a time right now during all these uncertain times to share with them something that we know is certain. And that is the answer. That is the water in this dry and thirsty land. I'm so glad that um, someone shared it with me. Love people. Witness compassion. Love people where they are at. Love people where they're at. And I know none of this that I'm saying tonight is new. Many of us know this, but I needed this reminder tonight that sometimes some people don't look at the person next to you. Some people are hard to love sometimes, uh, but we need to love them where they're at. I'm not saying love what they're doing. I'm not saying we have to agree with them. I'm saying love their sin, but love people where they're at and let God work on their hearts. I, I'm, I'm, I'm done tonight, but I just want to say love God, love people. And uh, it's so simple, so elementary. But I need this reminder on many times that when things are going on around me, what in the world is going on? I just need to love God. I need to love people. You know, if we love God like we should, we're going to love people like we should. Because Jesus is our healer. He's our provider. He's our father. He's our comforter. He's our savior. I'm so glad that Jesus is a big part of my life. And I want to know more and more about him each and every day. So I need to get in the word of God. I need to read continually so that I can experience him in the fullness so that I can also share him with a lost and dying world. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.